Hello, hello, and welcome to the Dear Nikki podcast, where I take your user research questions and try to give you the best advice that I possibly can about all things user research. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think I found the streamlined version of my intro finally. (laughs) I answer user research questions. (laughs) The end. Anyways, I hope you are doing well and having a great start to your week. I I don't know how I feel about Mondays yet in 2024. TBD. TBD. Let's see. I'm excited for them, but I also am not. <laughs> no, I am. I am excited for them. It's hard. Mondays can be tough, but I feel like Tuesdays are worse. I don't know about anybody else, but Tuesdays feel like the hardest day of the week for me because the previous weekend is gone and my rest is gone and the next weekend feels too far away. (laughs) So Mondays are better than Tuesdays. I do like Mondays in the sense that it's a new start to the week, but anyways, here we go. Contemplating the days of the week. That's not user research related. So my streamlined intro is no longer valid. Anyways, we are going to tackle quite a difficult topic today, and the general topic of setting up a continuous discovery practice is a tough topic, and it's something that I might need to end up splitting into multiple parts, which could be actually quite interesting. But the other part that makes this topic difficult is the context that this person gave me within their question because the yeah the situation is is quite complex so i'm excited to dive into this and if i feel like another part will be necessary to go a bit more broad with setting up a continuous discovery practice then i will definitely do that but I wanted to cover the exact context that this person asked me about. So let's dive into this week's question. Hi, Nikki. I'm wondering how to implement continuous discovery practices in a SaaS startup where I am the only user researcher and I am working two days, 16 hours per week. There we go with the complexity. The core product team is a product designer, a newly appointed product manager, a head of growth turned CEO, (laughs) (laughs) more complexity, who now makes decisions on prioritization along with the PM and a small dev team represented by one key person. We're now in the process of implementing a new product development process and cycles, and I want UXR to succeed, but I know it has to be very fast and provide insights and opportunities really quickly. There are a lot of layers in there. A lot of layers. So the first thing that I want to tackle in general, is understanding the reason why you want to set up a continuous discovery practice. So I've talked about continuous discovery on previous podcast episodes, and I will link to those podcast episodes in the resources section. But by and large, my biggest concern and worry with continuous discovery practices is that there aren't clear goals and outcomes for the practice. 
right? So oftentimes what can happen with continuous discovery, especially if there's not a researcher involved, is chatting with customers, right? Casual chats with customers, asking customers casual questions, not really having set goals or intentions behind the research, just chatting, just asking some questions, no real outcome associated with the research, no real like note-taking or synthesis, not a lot of rigor or really no rigor when it comes to the actual craft of the continuous discovery practice. So I know that continuous discovery is such a buzzword. Everybody wants to be doing it. Everybody thinks they should be doing it. But what I will say is that the practice, the continuous discovery practice is only as good as the rigor and intentionality behind it. So if you aren't able, or if the team is not able to create that thoughtfulness and intention behind the continuous discovery practice, I would call it into question completely. Okay. So what I'm hearing for you is that you want to provide insights and opportunities really quickly, but you obviously have this constraint of working 16 hours per week, right? And I'm assuming since you're the only user researcher, you are probably not just working on continuous discovery. There are probably other projects that need your attention. And when it comes to something like 16 hours per week, that's quite a small amount of time when you think of all the different components that could potentially go into a research project, right? You have the planning and scoping of it. You have the recruitment of it. You have kickoff. You have, you know, the actual conducting of the research. You have the synthesis. You have the report writing. There's a lot that goes into a given, any given research project, even the small surveys or small unmoderated usability tests, that those can still take up a lot of time. And especially when you have limited time and you're the only user researcher, I can imagine that your attention might be split in many different ways. So when it comes to setting up continuous discovery practices, the first thing that I wonder is, what is the goal? What is the point of this? Because discovery it's a, it's it's weird because di- continuous discovery and then we have i want to you know provide these fast insights quickly and these these opportunities quickly and i think that at least for me it's really hard for me to equate continuous discovery or any kind of discovery re- research with quick insights right? Because discovery research is meant to go deep, right? It's meant to be something that takes time because we're discovering new things. We are uncovering unknowns. We are deeply understanding things that we had no concept of before, you know? And really great discovery, really generative discovery looks at unknown unknowns, which is beyond <laughs> anything. It's it's things that we don't even know that we don't know, right? 
And so my biggest concern is when we start to try to put discovery or continuous discovery in a box that it's not really meant for, right? Whenever I have done continuous discovery and whenever I've set, set up a continuous discovery program, it is not really to get quick insights. It's to ensure that we are doing discovery or generative research on a continuous basis, right? But within that, I can't necessarily guarantee that I will deliver fast insights, right? Because my continuous discovery programs generally span over, you know, three months, right? So I will talk to customers on a regular basis for a quarter on a particular generative topic, right? And that to me, and everybody has different opinions or definitions of continuous discovery and what that looks like. But to me, I like to pick an actual broad topic that we're looking at, right? Or that we don't understand or a gap in our knowledge and talk to people about that particular topic over time, right? And during that quarter, so let's let's just call it a quarter because that's an, an easy way to visualize the time. So I'm doing a continuous discovery program for that quarter. And I'll, I'll just give an example of one that I have done before. When I was working at a travel company, we were looking at how people got inspired for leisure travel. So for holiday travel, right? And then we honed in specifically to one or a small group, not family, just you know, one or two people who were going on holiday together, maybe up to up to three. I think we cut it off at three people. Right. And it wasn't family, right? So there were no children involved. It was like, you know, two to three ad one to three adults going on vacation, right? On leisure travel, not going to see family, you know, nothing obligatory, just leisure. And the topic was how they got inspiration for that. And it took me a quarter. And the reason that I did it over that quarter was because my intention was also divided on all the other topics that were happening at the organization. And there was quite a lot of evaluative research that was going on and quite a lot of you know concept testing, usability testing. And I wanted to ensure that I was talking to customers about a topic that was more in the discovery side that we had little knowledge about, right? So that's how I tend to define this continuous discovery practice. And you could do it in a shorter amount of time, depending on how much, how many other projects you are on at that same time. I am generally a solo user researcher at an organization. So, and I am supporting multiple teams with research. So me carving out that time for continuous discovery enables us to ensure that we are doing generative research every quarter right? And that doesn't mean that that's the only generative research project that I'm doing necessarily. I might do another one, but I will know that over that quarter, I will talk to X amount of people on a continuous basis about this topic, right? So I don't view continuous discovery as ongoing casual chats with customers because to me, I have seen what that can do. And oftentimes the lack of direction, the lack of structure, the lack of goals, the lack of outcomes, the lack of success criteria, the lack of rigor 
we just end up with a whole lot of crappy data, to be honest, especially if I'm not able to run it. And I'm not saying that I need to run it for it to be great, but what I'm saying is because of that lack of structure, it can be harder for people who aren't you know, fully trained as researchers to ask the appropriate questions, right? I can go into a conversation with a user without a topic and ask general questions. It's not my favorite thing to do because I always like to have a goal because I think research should always have goals, but I can go in and ask relatively unbiased questions because I've been doing it for 10 years, right? But if I'm not there and I don't have anybody else who's properly trained for that long or feels comfortable and confident asking those, the casual chats can turn a lot into biased hey, do you like this? Hey, what do you think about this idea? Hey, would you pay for that? Hey, you know, uh, would you like to be able to do this, that, or the other thing? What do you prefer? You know, it can turn into conversations that don't actually get us data that helps us move forward, right? And again, when it comes to creating things that are fast insights or opportunities, discovery research just might not be what you need, right? Fast opportunities and fast insights might be much more better geared to something like rolling research or continuous research with usability testing, right? Because if you are able to do continuous usability testing, you will get a lot of great stuff, right? You will get, you will get, wouldn't be insights necessarily because I I don't find usability tests to be very insightful, but you will get opportunities for areas of improvement. You will get pain points. You will get bugs. You will get, you know, usability issues, right? And so I'm wondering if you're looking for those more quick wins for your teams, and if you're also constrained with your time, then I would say that continuous usability testing would probably be more beneficial. And then being able to carve out additional time for generative research, knowing that it's not going to get you quick wins because just it's just not the same thing, right? If we're trying to, so let's say that we were trying to understand again that how people got inspired by leisure travel. And let's say I spoke to, you know, two customers a week, okay? So two, two participants a week. Because it's generative research, I would want to speak to ideally, you know, 15, 20 people, right? So we're already at seven, 10 weeks, okay? And each of those should be an hour, hour and a half because generative research is best done with that longer time frame in terms of the longer session. And then on top of that, we have synthesis and any sort of report writing or summarizing that we have. And then we also have all of that other stuff, recruitment, scoping, and planning, right? So 
just with that, if I, when I set that whole thing up, I, I couldn't, I couldn't have given people quick wins necessarily because the topic was one that took me time to understand and unravel properly. Did I have some themes and trends after I spoke to, you know, seven people? Yeah, I did. But I wasn't necessarily 100% confident in saying, okay, quickly, this is what we have to work on. So I'm wondering if instead of a discovery practice for you, especially because of your constraints, some sort of continuous usability might be helpful. And maybe what you can do is do a bit of a compromise. So usability testing tends to be a bit more like pointed, like anytime I've set up a continuous usability program, it's been yeah, a bit more on the on the pointed side, right? So there's a team who's looking at a specific flow or there's a team who's testing a specific feature or there's a team who's testing a specific concept, right? And those can be, yeah, a lot more specific and not as broad of, of insights or findings. So instead, maybe what you can do is compromise and do something like a continuous walk the store program. This is something that I did that I found really, really beneficial for my teams because it's a it's a hybrid between generative and evaluative research in the sense that it's more broad than something like a usability test, but it is still more focused on usability, which will give you those quick, quicker wins, right? So what did that look like when I set it up? So when I set up this continuous walk the store, what I did is I, and I'll, I'll tell you about the travel one because it's easier. So we had a travel, a booking platform and people could look up where the, from where they were going to where they wanted to go, select either train, plane, car share, bus, you know, and select their trip and, you know, filter down, find the trip, select the trip, purchase the trip, right? So it was a really relatively easy B2C flow. And I know that you are at more of a SaaS startup. And I've also done this as at SaaS companies uh, where I was a, a social media management company. And we went and we went through, you know, the most important tasks that people had to do. So what happened is instead of giving them particular tasks, what I did, and I'll, I'll use the travel company because it's a little bit easier for me to explain than the more niche social media management company. What I did is, hey, can you think back to the last time that you went through the whole process and booked a ticket? And can you just walk me through it? Share your screen. And so, well, and I said, hey, I'm, I might probe at certain points and ask you why you did certain things or how that experience was. And so what happened is, it was kind of like a usability test, but it was based on a previous experience. And I probed during that experience and I got that holistic experience. So I also got some generative research in there, right? Because they were able to talk through what had happened, right? And also show me what had happened usability-wise. So it's a bit of a hybrid. And I'm wondering if that might be a good compromise for you rather than jumping into this continuous discovery practice with all of those constraints that you have, right? And based on 
what I'm assuming the outcome that the team wants, which is these like fast insights and quick opportunities that a continuous walk the storm might be very beneficial to you. And that is more along the lines of 12 to 15 people, right? Which means that you can get it done a bit quicker than you might do for the continuous discovery where you're going really deep on a topic. And you can also start to see usability trends a lot faster. So something that happened is when people were searching for their trips, we saw a lot of people struggling with the filters. And it was pretty immediate after the third, fourth, even fifth person that we had a lot of problems with our filtering, right? And so what we had to do is we had to go through and kind of revamp our, our filtering, but we we got that pretty quickly, right? So I talked to two or three people per week for that. So that was a pretty quick project. And since I did start to see those usability patterns and trends after the third, fourth, fifth person, you know, within two weeks, we started to be able to see how we could redesign those filters, right? So just based on what you're saying and based on the constraints, and also I'm not sure the maturity level, like the user research maturity level or understanding of the core product team, a walk the store might, a continuous walk the store might be much more beneficial, right? And so, because a lot of things can come out with that, since you're generally looking at a more holistic experience, what you could do, so what I did with the SaaS platform is I chose you know, the top five tasks for them to go through. And I had them, you know, okay, show me the last time you did this, this, and this, right? So one of the one of the big things that people had to do within the social media management platform was ensure that there was no, it was like user-generated content that came onto the platform. They had to ensure that there was no inappropriate content on the platform. And that was something that took them quite a long time. So I had them walk me through that task because it was a very time-consuming task for them, right? And another thing was like batch downloading, another time-consuming task, hashtagging, another one, you know? So I chose some of the really time-consuming tasks for this SaaS platform and had had them walk me through that experience that they had, right? And so what I did is I then saw several areas of opportunity, right? But we focused on, you know, the inappropriate content first, right? And then we had this backlog of other things that we could then focus on. And we could go deeper into like sessions later if we wanted to hone in specifically on hashtags, right? We could go into that more in later sessions. But we went through those top five and we adjusted the platform for those. And then what I did is I just went on to the next five, right? So what are the next five tasks that they're doing? And then you have them walk you through that experience. And because you're getting a more holistic experience with this walk the store, what's great about that is, again, you have multiple areas to go for like different opportunities. And again, you can hone in in later sessions, right? So let's say I didn't get enough information for hashtagging or analytics, how they look at analytics. You know, I didn't get enough information. I could go in and say, okay, we're going to focus specifically on analytics for these next seven, you know, interviews, 
that we're doing, walk the story interviews. We're going to focus solely on analytics because we just need a lot more data on that. And we're going to put other things to the side, right? So it's a little bit more flexible in the sense that you have this holistic experience and you can start to see where these problems are and then delve deeper into the problems if you need to, or if you get enough information from the holistic walk the story, you can already start to work on multiple problems or have a backlog that you want to work on. So one of the biggest things here is really thinking about, do I need this continuous discovery practice? Is that actually what it is? Do I mind waiting for insights? Because if you're doing a a real continuous discovery generative research program, you're not going to get quick stuff because you are trying to deeply understand, generate a deep understanding, generate a deep discovery of a topic. And it has to be thoughtful. It has to be intentional. It has to be rigorous, right? So when we when those two things are at odds, usually we need a different approach or we need to adjust our expectations and outcomes. But because you have mentioned your time constraints, because you have mentioned opportunities and insights on a faster and more efficient basis, I think a walk the store or a continuous usability program would be a lot more beneficial to your team. And also, in addition to that, if they are less user research mature and don't feel as comfortable with the craft, usability testing and walk the store interviews, I would say usability testing is a bit easier to teach, but walk the store interviews uh, are also teachable to a certain degree. I would I would recommend a lot of shadowing and education in that sense because there's still quite a few generative components to it, but it is a lot easier to teach those two than it is to teach full-on generative discovery practices, right? Because that takes a lot of time to to teach and it has the people who are involved have to be really, really dedicated to wanting to learn that, right? So for your particular situation, I would really look into, and anybody else who's sitting there saying, oh, I want these quick insights for my team, how do I set up something that would get them those insights on a more continuous basis? Really look into more of that continuous usability, right? Or that continuous walk the store, because that is going to serve you a lot better than trying to do generative research quickly and not getting the insights, the deep insights that you need. So it won't serve you because something's going to go wrong somewhere. Either it's going to take too long to get you the insights that you actually want, which would then go against the outcome and expectations of the team, right? So that's going to happen, right? Or you're going to have to change the approach completely, right? Because it's not it's not adding up the way that that you had planned. And the best thing that we can do is be very clear with those goals, outcomes, and success criteria because they will help inform us if that discovery practice is what we actually need or if there's something else, right? So I would highly recommend instead of going in that discovery route to go to the walk the store, the continuous usability. So yeah, that was fun. I really enjoyed that question. It made me think. (laughs) I like thinking sometimes. So I hope that that was helpful. Really, really think about the intention behind these things. Casual chats are not the best thing, especially for people who aren't properly trained in research, right? And if you don't have the capacity to be doing the continuous discovery research, I recommend not setting something like that up unless the people around you are really highly trained and skilled in that. 
But if you have all these different constraints and if your time is being, if your attention is being pulled in many different directions and you can't dedicate the full time to it, I would look into those alternatives of the usability testing or the walk the store. So yeah, I hope that that was helpful and gave everybody some ideas if they were thinking about continuous discovery or concerned about it, you know, it's something that you really need to think about with a lot of intention and a lot of thoughtfulness because the second that generative research goes wrong, it's really hard to backtrack and get buy-in for it again. I know <laughs> I know this because I've done it incorrectly before and it can be really hard to backtrack and be like, well, I promise it's great when it hasn't demonstrated that value in the past. So be very thoughtful with that. And yeah, I hope, I hope that that's helpful and I look forward to hearing from all of you very soon. Have a good one.